Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, as he does each and every Friday. Big series for the Red Sox, by the way, as the schedule starts to get tougher. They're in Cleveland taking on the Guardians, which is still weird to say. Our friend Will Fleming, a part of the Shaw's and Star Market Red Sox Network with Gresham Keith. Will, do you have to keep saying to yourself, Guardians, Guardians, Guardians? Do you have to, like, talk yourself out of not saying Cleveland Indians? I do, and I think good to be with you guys. Good morning. Good morning. And um, I think we're going to have to put, like, a big old poster board on the window that just says Guardians. And every time I say it, I still think it just doesn't really sound right. And that's not to say I'm advocating for you know, the Indians to stay around, but I just think they could have gone rockers or something else that would have been much more fun. Uh, but yep, we'll, we'll remind ourselves and hopefully we'll be saying the Red Sox beat the guardians tonight. Will, how do you feel about this club? I mean, after splitting with Cincinnati now, uh, forever ago, they've just won every series that they've played. And I know these teams aren't great, but they've been taking care of business and the, the pitching has been fantastic. And then they're getting enough hitting. They're playing great. I mean, it's hard not to feel really good about them. And think about the fact that they lost two starting pitchers and have totally thrived in that time. I mean, you're, you're without Evaldi. And say what you want about Garrett Whitlock as a starter for now. Uh, they've been without him, too, and that, that just has not mattered at all. And you and I, we've all been talking about it for a long time. They needed to take advantage of the stretch of the schedule they just went through, and they absolutely did. And, and you know, the thing that, that Tanner Houck starts to stabilize the back end of the bullpen and give that whole outfit more structure. Um, and then, you know, the thing that stands out to me over these last, say, 10 days is that all of a sudden – it's not just pitching that comes up from AAA and helps. It's these position players. I mean, Franchi's been doing it all year, but, you know, Jaron Duran really looks like a guy who has made a big-time adjustment uh, and looks the part of somebody who can really contribute. And then Rob Refsnyder, you know, I mean, he's, he's done everything they could ever have dreamed of and more. So not only are you winning ball games, but you're showing some real depth uh, in the organization that people can come up in waves. And all of a sudden, you've got tough roster decisions. So to me, that's a real sign of, of not just that you're winning right now, but that, that the organizational health uh, is really in a, in a spot that it maybe wasn't a couple years ago. Will, you mentioned winning tonight, and Nick Pavetta is on the mound. And, of course, last year, our friend uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo did the Nick Pavetta, really? <laughs> and there were that at times. But why has he been successful this year, in your opinion? Uh, well, two things. Number one, he is just a case study for this 
organizational philosophy of we're going to focus on your strengths and eliminate the weaknesses and give you the confidence to go out and do that. And so it's the pitch mix for him um, and really convincing him that he doesn't need to throw 96 every night for the fastball to be effective. Um, and, you know, curveball command is always so important for him when he spins that thing. The, the fastball plays even better. Uh, but it's been a process of convincing him to use the mix that he has. Uh, and, and, and then it's just comfort, guys. I mean, I think um, it's such a weird game baseball is where he's not a different person, but it's a different scene and a different group of, of minds working with him, whether it's Dave Bush or, or the whole pitching organization here. Um, he's comfortable, and then that allows him to be what he is, which I think we all love watching. He's just a madman on the mound. I mean, he, he's able to just focus it in. And, and I've, I've had so many conversations, which is so funny, about uh, guys talking to me about you know days that Pavetta is pitching well, like in the middle of the game, he's dealing, and they'll go into the clubhouse or in the dugout, and he's, he's furious. Like, he's breaking things. We've seen shots of him, you know, slamming coolers in the dugout. Uh, he just he t- becomes an animal on the mound, uh, and he's a real gentle guy off of it. Uh, I love the transformation every single time he pitches, and, and when he takes the ball, you've got to feel really good about the Red Sox chances. Has he been the biggest surprise so far for the team, or has it been Michael Waka, or do you have somebody else? I'd say probably Waka. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, we saw it from Nick enough last year, you know, especially in that playoff game and some of those huge, huge series down the stretch where Nick – proved that it was in there in the big spot, whereas Waka, you know, on the other hand, the Red Sox destroyed him uh, in the playoffs, and you thought, man, is there really anything left in the tank, and he's, he's been right there with Pavetta as their best pitcher, uh, so I think he's probably uh, the, the top of my list in terms of uh, surprises for the season. Will Fleming, a part of the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network here with Gresh and Keith. Uh, the Indians, since I, what, in the last 21 games, I think they're 17 and four. Like the Yankees have been hot, the Red Sox have been hot, and right in between them is kind of Houston and sneaky Cleveland. Why have they turned it around, Will? Well, the first part of it, like the Red Sox, is they just pitch, man. And they've they've been able to do that for a long, long time. This is one of the model organizations, really, in the whole sport, where they've got whatever the secret sauce is in terms of just finding a way to pitch. Um, And, and by the way, there's been turnover. It used to be... There used to be guys like Kluber uh, that were, you know, the aces of this staff, and they've just found other people, you know, whether it's Shane Bieber, this kid Tristan McKenzie has turned into a real guy. The kid we'll see tonight. Cal Quantrill has pitched really well. Um, and then, you know, offensively, <laughs> Jose Ramirez is, you could argue, he's the best hitter in the game. And it's crazy to say that when you got guys like Judge and Trout and even Rafi Devers is in that conversation. But Jose Ramirez, I mean, you look at the numbers, and he is there with almost anybody, uh, especially over the last five, six years, and he's continuing it this year. So, you know, they've got a deep offense. Um, they, they just have guys you've never really heard of, like Naylor and Jimenez, who, who are just really good players. So uh, it's a credit to Tito Francona, um, their whole organization. They, they just, they've won, and uh, I'm really – uh, it's it's strange to say it, but I'm excited to be in Cleveland and, and play this three-game series. You mentioned Aaron Judge in there. What were your thoughts when you heard Buster only suggests that, you know, this offseason the Red Sox could make a run at signing Aaron Judge? That ain't happening. I mean, I, that just doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, come on. If, what you're telling me they're going to spend that money on Aaron Judge but not on Devers or Bogarts? That, no way. I just don't see that happening. Um, 
And because, especially since not only does Aaron Judge want the massive money, he has made it totally clear that he wants the super long-term deal. Um, and I think that, not the money, might be more of a sticking point with, with the Red Sox as they are currently you know, run and operated. So uh, to me, that's – look, are they going to kick the tires on everybody? Yes, they always do. But I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted if they went that route. That, that, to me, that just does not add up. But what's also interesting down there in New York is that you had the arbitration hearing where I think the Yankees went for like $17 million and Judge wanted 21 right. It's it's to me, Will. It's a reminder. We look at it on the outside and view it one way, but people in baseball completely view these players differently, maybe than some of us do on the outside. To think that four million dollars that big to the New York Yankees, well, it's enough to quibble and maybe piss off their best hitter right now. It is, isn't that crazy? The business side of sports, and you talk to these front office people, um, and it's a new generation. And they do think that it's worth it to save that money because it might get them somebody else uh, that they, they need to help them in a different way. Um, I'm with you uh, in your, your assessment that why would you anger the guy who is your, clearly your best player, your leader, and having an all-time career season and maybe leading your team to, to the most wins in the history of, of the sport? Why would you anger him? Um, I personally, um, you know, I, if I were running the show, I probably would split that difference and get it done and just say, let's move on because we're go. already into yeah. the next the next wave of negotiations. You can't tell me that that's not going to impact the next round, and then he's not going to try to extract it in the next time. Um, $4 million compared to what the rest of what they're talking about, it seems like penny, penny well, nuts to me. I mean, the Red Sox also have had a history of insulting their players with offers. Well, I, but I think it's an overall reminder that our view is one thing, yeah. and then the view of the people in the game. Well, no, I don't even think it's that. I think it's that these teams somehow feel like, oh, well, we'll get in here now. We don't want to bid against ourselves, so we'll offer you this little amount, Mm -hmm. or we'll take you to arbitration, even though you're the best player on our team, like they did with Mookie Betts years ago. But then once they hit the open market, somebody's going to pay Aaron Judge a ton of money. Truthless. Yeah, no, it's something. Uh, Will, we saw the Major League debut of Jeter Downs, who, speaking of Mookie Betts, he was the top prospect in that trade. I'm not going to write him off after one game obviously but based on who's at the big league level and some of the guys that are in the minor league system that play up the middle what kind of future if any do you think Jeter Downs has with the Red Sox man there's work to do there really is I mean and it surprises me that um he's still young um and and it's like um once you become a top prospect it's very difficult to shake that label. It's like the, the people, the scouts, the, the evaluators who make all these lists. If you're at one point like the number one or two prospect in an organization, it becomes very difficult to plummet and go to like the 28th. And I think you could maybe argue that that's what Jeter is right now. I mean, it's, he's, he is young, as I said. There's time to get better. But, I, you know, we've seen a lot of him in spring training. Uh, he hit a buck eighty at AAA. You know the numbers; they they'll tell you that the numbers don't reflect all the quality of the at bats and everything. Well, then you saw what happened against Major League fastballs uh, in his debut. So, um, you know, you can be optimistic and hopeful, but uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to see that he is uh, on the path to be some major kind of impact player. Uh, Will I know that after Cleveland, it's to Toronto. So you lose Duran, you lose Hauk. I'm more. I'm a little more concerned on the Hauk end of things. 
does it completely overturn, not completely overturn, but how does it maybe mess up sort of the pitching rotation, bullpen usage, things like that, and are the Red Sox better equipped to deal with it this time around than the last time they were in this spot? Well, I mean, uh, the short answer is no. I mean, who is? They've had this long quest to find a closer, and they finally have one, uh, and now he's going to be unavailable. So um, it is the whole thing stinks again. I mean, we, re- we look back to what that did uh, when the first time, and I think that is the reason that Garrett Whitlock went in and became a starting pitcher, and, and, and that has had some downsides, too, to the whole bullpen. So, you know, I mean, I think guys like Matt Strom and certainly John Schreiber, who's been wonderful, John Schreiber will get those chances uh, if if the schedule plays out and if he's rested. You know, you never know what's going to happen in these games in Cleveland. Uh, and isn't that amazing? John Schreiber is now the most trusted guy after Hauk, and he is. Um, but that means that he won't be available to get the big hitters in the seventh inning or the eighth inning. So it's not just the ninth inning. You've got to think about the fact that, you know, you get 18 outs from a starter, and then you've got nine more to get. And we've been in that ballpark enough times. And, and you know the Blue Jays have not played as well as people thought they would, including me. I mean, I thought they'd be better than they have been. Um, but Hernandez is back and swinging it again. Vlad Guerrero's hot. We've been in there enough times where that ballpark late in the game feels different than other places where you, you just say, uh-oh, you know, you're just looking ahead. Here come Bichette, Guerrero, and Hernandez. This is going to be a very hard three outs to get. So you sure would rather have Hauk doing that than, than anybody else. Is this thing trending towards Garrett Whitlock going back to the pen? You know, once, you know, Evaldi can get back, obviously Whitlock has to get back too, but once Evaldi gets back, uh, Winkowski's giving them good innings, and then we know sales around the corner at some point. Would that lead, in your mind, Whitlock to getting back in the mix in the pen? I think it's definitely possible, um, and they've been pretty cagey about whether that's going to happen. You know, usually I, I get the, the truth on almost everything, um, and I'm not saying they're not being truthful about this, but I, I think that they may mostly haven't totally decided, but I think it's in, the, in discussion. It's in play. Um, I think the one thing about it is the medical side of things, because uh, I think that that was a big part of the decision to keep him in the rotation. You know, he's not that long removed from Tommy John, um, and... They want to make sure that whatever they're doing with him is the best for his arm. Because long-term, they want him to be a starter, and they want him to be a big part of their, their whole deal. So I think the medical side of things will impact that decision. And they'll, they'll say to themselves, you know, when he's back, is it better for his arm and his back and his hip and all these things uh, to pitch every five days? Or can he go back to what he did last year? Is the body ready to go every two days and three innings at a pop? Um, and, you know, the one thing that I think becomes super interesting to me, guys, this dude, Brian Bayo, is this monster lurking in the minor leagues. I mean, every single time he pitches, he blows people away. And it's 98 with an unbelievable changeup. You see the videos of it. I mean, it does look Pedro-esque. And uh, if that dude can come up and become – like, how long has it been since the Red Sox have had a young, exciting, homegrown starting pitcher who comes up and, and builds that level of excitement and can start right away and be a high-level starter? I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, and if that happens, then I think that is even more uh, reason that maybe Whitlock can go back to doing what he did last year. Uh, Will, I know I am asking you to buy into or project rumor and innuendo, but you've been around the game Perfect. a long time. <laughs> are we getting to the point to where there are some trade wins? Is it a breeze? Is it a stiff wind? Are the trade winds really blowing? Where are we as we approach late June 
in terms of trades, rumors, and teams talking that you have heard about? Yeah, I think it's more rumor than any activity. I mean, always, always guys are talking, and I know the Red Sox have engaged in some conversations, but, you know, this is one of those cases where the deals, deadlines do force deals, and I think especially on the lower end of these teams that are just shamefully tanking, um, and, and we all know who those teams are, uh, that have pieces, whether they be bullpen arms or bats or you know, whether it's Josh Bell, the first baseman, um, <clears throat> those teams have no incentive right now <clears throat> to engage in a deal because the later it gets, the closer to the deadline, the more suitors there will be and the more pressure. So, I mean, I think it's just oh, it's way early. Um, and I think you might see some small, you know, deals around the margins in the next few weeks. But I, I expect that it will be a lot like every year, where we will we'll have to wait till we get into that last week before the deadline for thing, for activity to really, really get going. Will Fleming, he will be on the call tonight on the uh, Shaw's and Star Market Red Sox Network. Will enjoy Cleveland <laughs> if that can be done. I hate Cleveland. It's a toilet. I, mean, I don't mind it. It's it's brutal. They lit a river on fire. How special do you have to be to do we'll that? Stay out of the river. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It is not on fire. Thanks. No, it, it isn't. Is hey, Will, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.